Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina. We are a mom and teen duo who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday. We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks, while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis. We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy, and become the best version of yourself while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore apologetic and at kellyjeanpittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, beautiful souls, to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, Kelly and Jaina. Woohoo! Yeah, so this week is episode 16. 16, and you know what we're talking about today? We're talking about what's more important than loving your neighbor. Well, that's that's kind of like a weird question to ask because God called us to be in community. He called us to love one another, to serve one another, to just, you know, be around each other. Right. So what what can be more important than that? What can be? Now, I know we have a lot of smart listeners out there, and I'm sure some people are saying, I know, I know what it is, I know what it is, I know what the number one commandment is. Yeah. And I guess we'll go ahead and read this Bible verse right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, let, like, just, let's just dive right into it. Let's just dive into it. And if that's you saying, I know the answer, we're going to read it, and if it matches this, you're right, but there's a but. There's a but. Okay. So... The first verse that we have for you is Mark 12, 31. And it says, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Amen. And with all your strength. Yes. Yes. Woohoo! So those of you out there who said you know the answer, what's number one? If that is what you had in your mind, if that's what you were going to say, yes, you're correct. Congratulations, you're right. Congratulations. And so the second part of this commandment this verse is the second is to love your neighbor as yourself no other commandment is greater than these boom and so obviously we we full-heartedly believe that loving the lord god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength is the most important thing to follow however god tells us to love our neighbors that's that's and that is that is a wonderful and beautiful thing and just think about the world if everybody could do that yeah. what it would be like do you feel like the world and what's happening right now does it feel like people are loving their neighbor more no people just are definitely themselves. not loving their neighbors people are not people loving are they're judging their neighbors they're invading their neighbors they're judging their neighbors they're doing all sorts of not nice things to their neighbors yes. so it brings us to the very topic we are talking about, what's more important than loving your neighbor, there's a caveat to that. There is. There's a little thing that we must understand ourselves. Just a little thing. Just a little thing. And that is, we need to love ourselves first. Oh, boring. Everyone loves themselves. What are you talking about? I know, I know. The self-love, what, what is that all about? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if you ask me, yeah, I love myself. If you ask mom, yeah, she loves herself. Yes. And especially when I was struggling back in the darker periods of my life, you know, and people would be like, oh, you need self-care, take care of yourself. Yeah, right. And I'd want to 
literally like you're just going to kind of stick out my tongue at them or slap them across the face honestly and say just leave okay, me alone aggressive. <laughs> my goodness. well I was aggressive it's just like I am trying to survive I'm barely hanging on yeah I'm trying to take care of my children and save my children well, it almost seems like you're you're mocking them or it's yeah I think you know, that's maybe what it felt like, like just then. take care of yourself love yourself it's like I can barely take care of everybody else in my family how on earth can I take care of myself that's yeah. how I felt as a mom mm-hmm. so I don't know what it's like for you as a teen to take care of yourself yeah well so this whole like concept of self-love might seem very cliche and you might be rolling your eyes but we have a lot of stuff to dive into that I think you will find very important right so dig deep so where do you think let's just say with teens now like i talked about with mom it's kind of like how i felt with this self-love bit especially when i'm struggling how do you think teens struggle with self-love we don't love ourselves we're in a stage in our lives where i feel me for me Mm -hmm. i'm constantly trying to conform to everyone else's expectations of me whether it's my parents which they do a really great job of letting me be who I am oh, without a lot of conditions. But with school and with friends and relationships, I've never been in a relationship, so I don't know why I just said that. But, you know, romantic just trying to, yeah, just trying to be the person that everyone wants me to be. And that is really, really stressful. And then, you know, trying to be what everyone wants me to be kind of degrades myself. And you're constantly chasing something that, you're never really going to get unless you have the self-love. Right. And I think that's a good explanation for that for not just a team, but for adults as well, that we feel pulled in so many different directions. I have to please my employer, right? I got to do what he wants me to do. Who cares what I want to do? He's paying me to do what he wants me to do. Yeah. Uh, you have a spouse. A lot of times after you get past that romantic honeymoon stage, everybody has each partner has their own idea of how things should be done and a lot of times you know you want to please your partner or you're doing what you think they want you to do because you just want that relationship is important to you you want it to be good and a lot of times you can give up kind of your idea of yourself or your own things that you want to do and kind of focus on your significant other and so you can lose yourself there and then when you have kids it's very easy to get lost in taking care of the kids and not having enough time to even think about what your needs are and so as, as, a, as a, an adult but we get pulled in all these directions as well yeah for sure so self-love is very important no matter what age you are so when we're talking about self-love i think what we're really talking about is unconditional love yes most of us I would say love ourselves yeah, to some we degree. Quote unquote love ourselves. Right. I have very good days where I feel like probably I perform pretty well. That perfectionist piece of me when things go well, I probably feel pretty darn good about myself and can love myself. But when things are out of my control, things happen, particularly if I screw up, it's not a good day. No. <laughs> I don't really love myself. I would and I have say that as of, well. Lots of harsh judgment upon myself. Like, what's wrong with me? I I can actually get really angry eternally at myself. That it can be kind of hard to express. Yeah, that's not unconditional love. That is called conditional love. And And I think as a society here on earth, this is what we learn. We learn conditional love. 
I think it comes from parents. I think it comes from schools, friendships, and romantic relationships. It's like, if we're making somebody happy, they pour their love upon us. If we're not doing what they want, they take their love away. So we talked about this a little bit before about the parents. The closest right. thing to, for me, which I've experienced, not everyone has, for me is my parents. Like their love is the closest thing to unconditional love that I have. But like I said before, a lot of people don't have that. The parent can pull away their love when their child is not doing something that they want. Like you said before, you know, when you're doing something that someone wants, they pour their love on. But the second that they mess up or something, right. they take away their love. And sometimes that's the dynamic between parents and child. And that doesn't make either party feel very good. No, it doesn't. And just um, for myself, from being a child and a parent in both circumstances, it doesn't matter which one, right? It, it gets very easy to fall into a pattern where basically I kind of get triggered right? And I pull away or I say things that I don't mean or my parents, you know, say stuff that really hurts my feelings and I feel unvalidated. Yeah, I definitely not validated feel that as well. And not loved and like, what's wrong with me? But it, it goes both ways. It's hard to keep that out of that parenting cycle. Now, as a parent myself, where I was more conscious of this, I still, it's still very hard to show that unconditional love. I think that unconditional love is there a lot of times, deep in our heart, deep within our soul. We love our children and our parents so much, but to show it constantly, day by day, it's every really second. Exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm just mad, right? Just let me be mad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> let me say bad things. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, okay, not too bad of things. No, you can be mad, right? Unconditional love will let somebody be mad. Yes. They, it really will. So it, we're not talking about people being perfect by any way, shape, no. or form when we're talking unconditional. It's being able to make these mistakes, being able to screw up, being able to get really mad and still be loved, still feel validated, still feel valued, I should say. I don't know if that's... Yeah. And so, so another aspect that I have dealt with is school. Well, right. just trying to please my teachers. And sometimes... I've talked to other students who have been performing really, really well in a class and then they get a not good grade on a test and they've said that their teacher pulls away and is just kind of like, okay, you're no longer my star student, so I oh, no. don't really want to help you. Like, they don't say that, but they pull away and that's what the student thinks. And so Right. So it's a condition, again, it's based on performance. Yeah. I think a lot of our life is based on performance if you're good enough we will give you what you want yeah if you're not goodbye yeah exactly and <laughs> you that's kind of like what the school system does occasionally right and i and i work with lots of parents who have kids that struggle with anxiety and trauma and ptsd and i can tell you that there's quite a few parents that have children who were in a school setting who weren't able to perform like the teachers wanted them to and they were actually traumatized by that by the way that they were treated 
uh, differently from the rest of the classroom. It was very embarrassing, and it, it causes lasting trauma. It's like bullying from the teacher when you're yeah. when you're pulled out in front of the whole class like that. Yeah, and so and that is based on the fear piece and that condition piece. Yeah, and that creates anxiety for the students. So right, so it's hard to find it at yeah. home consistently. It's really difficult when you get to school. That's another element that removed from home. Yeah. And then what about friendships? I think friendships, a lot of times people think that friendships are like the safe space. You know, even for me, you know, you have that one friend or a good friend and you can tell them anything and feel loved and connected. But, you know, I've also had a lot of problems with friends <laughs> that have kind of kind of dissociated or kind of quietly went away. Or Yeah, I... I'm in a stage where friends seem like they're everything. You just want to be with them 24-7. They're your world. You just, you feel like you're just two peas in a pod with everybody. They seem like, oh my goodness, we're going to be friends forever. Forever and ever. But that's just not really the case. And with friends, it's really easy for you or your friends to just flip a switch and be like, you know what? I don't like what you said. I don't like that you're not the way that I am. So I'm just going to not be your friend anymore. Oh, no. And, I mean, I've even experienced that in my own friend group. And so it's just friends are not unconditional love. They will, especially teens, will not be giving you unconditional love. So it's important to not put all your eggs in one basket. Right. So for teens, right, a lot of times, like you said, it's everything. But, you know, that's where a lot of trauma comes in when this friendship breaks up, right? And they thought it was like this lifelong or probably this acceptance, this unconditional love. You kind of feel like you're stabbed in the back when that goes away. You absolutely do. I mean, it, it it is no fun to basically not feel loved. Yeah. I think it's... It's devastating because... It's a universal need. long to be loved. Right. And so now the trick here is that when you truly have that self-love, when you really uh, love yourself. You're not going to feel as devastated. You're not going to feel devastated because you're not defined by somebody else's love of you. Yes. Preach. Amen. Amen. It's like you've got this internal love for self. You know you are valued. You know you are good. And the best part, the strongest part. And maybe the only way to get to this to the self-love, I would say, if you have your identity in Christ. Yeah. If you have your identity in Jesus Christ, God, he created you. And alone, like Jesus Christ alone. Right. His love, we aren't going to find a completely unconditional love anywhere here on this earth. It's no. not going to happen. It's just not, it's not going to happen, people. No, I've been around now for about 56 years. and What? <laughs> Guys, she looks like she's 35. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) I spilled the beans, but you know, I've been around for a while. I've been married for over 30 years, and I have my parents that I love dearly. But that unconditional peace, I see it really happening. I don't know if it's there. I mean, they love me unconditionally, I know, right? Uh, To some degree, I know. Mm -hmm. But as we talked about this whole podcast, basically... It's not being shown consistently all the time. No. The true, pure, unconditional love is shown constantly. It's always there. It's like God is always there. Yeah. He he knows me at my worst. He knows me at my best. One way, it doesn't matter. I get no greater reward Mm -hmm. when I'm acting my best. He loves me for who I am. So that identity piece in Christ, 
it helps with feeling kind of worthless it helps with that value and it helps with that anxiety piece yeah for sure because you're not trying to chase something that you're never going to be able to fulfill you already are whole you already know that you, you know you're not chasing something to get fulfilled you already are fulfilled by the holy spirit by jesus by that love that he holds right. it's already in you right absolutely and so and when you have that self-love which mind you this is very difficult to get to yeah but because like we said in the beginning like you might initially be like hey i love myself but no there's a lot more work that comes with that there is but with the closer and closer you get there the more able you're to find that joy the more yeah. able to love others and love your neighbor mm-hmm. more freely and the more at peace you are for sure and even better yet if you really can get to that self-love, you can act as goofy yeah. as you want. You can be yourself, like, <laughs> genuinely. You're not trying to impress anybody. You're trying to appear normal to other people. You just, you could be yourself, yes. genuinely. Yes, yourself, and you get to try new adventures, and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about failing. Hey, we yeah. love not worrying about failing. We want to let that go. Yeah. I know we kind of got off a little bit, but it was important what we talked about. But the last unconditional love that people might experience is in romantic relationships, which, you know, as an 18-year-old, I've had so many of them, you know, (laughs) just so many. She hasn't been able to date until... Well, okay, technically it was like 16, 16. but then you were like, well, I need to know the guy. And then, (laughs) anyway. Yeah, if you have a guy, we'll talk. (laughs) I don't have a guy. (laughs) Okay, all right, too much personal. (laughs) What do they call that? Um, TMI. TMI, TMI. All right, but yes, romantic relationships. I think they are, first and foremost, the greatest relationship that we have here on Earth. Well, I don't know about that because our relationship is pretty great between mom and daughter yeah. oh okay we're getting all mushy squishy yeah, here mushy smushy <laughs> smushy smushy thank you it is i was going to say outside of kids but typically oh, okay, yeah. and you're right because i was going to say kind of outside of kids that romantic relationship i'm kind of taking it in order here i know the world doesn't follow this order where mm. you have a romantic <laughs> relationship first and then you have kids but i think there is beauty in that and we won't go into this because there is a progression from a romantic partner partner to kids that happens but yeah we're not talking about that here but that romantic relationship i think people seek out particularly when you click and you're in that newlywed stage it's like the world is the most happiest place ever and everything is right and you're just everything's sunshine and rainbows it's sunshine and rainbows and this person can do no wrong and you love each other and really i think in that phase unconditionally that's why it's the honeymoon stage because we have that love that we've always been searching for somebody loves me unconditionally it doesn't matter what i do they love me through thick and thin yeah i mean because that's what you say in your vows (laughs) that's what you say in your vows and i honestly experienced that you know for the first several years of our marriage but then the world kind of shakes it up a bit shakes it up and steps in and problems happen and um, you get too comfortable with each other and you're not trying to please them as much because kind of those initial sparks have probably worn off after years and it's just it's not the progression of a natural relationship but it gets harder to keep that unconditional love going because there's two people with two different ideas and a lot of arguments can happen because of that yeah 
for sure. Yeah. Or somebody, either that, somebody's always getting their way, which isn't always right either. Yeah. I can totally relate to all of this, of all of what you're saying. With your partner? Yeah, with, with my partner. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> Unless she's dating behind my back, but I'm who not. knows? Ha, ha, ha. She no, won't be seeing him very much, I'm I don't not. think. <laughs> what? But, yeah, I mean, I think it is important. And I think as teens, you know, we're trying to, like, please and find validation and stuff. And one of those places is in romantic relationships. Like, yes. I know people that are just constantly, like, seeking like a relationship or really really want a relationship and it's not really like a bad thing but it comes to a point where it's obsessive and they're finding their identity in someone else that is not jesus they're finding their self-worth it's like they're seeking for somebody to say when somebody says i love you that validates who they are yeah and so they don't have that self-love necessarily that they're feeling they look for that love from somebody else yeah and I just thought of this, but you don't want any relationship to be causing you anxiety. Like you don't want, you know, to be constantly, oh my goodness. Worrying about. Yeah, you're, you put so much worry into trying to impress them or be with them or whatever. You know, a little bit of stress is fine, especially. Nervousness when somebody's new, that's normal. But you don't want to be giving your everything and then having that cause you anxiety because of it right you don't have to wear a certain makeup and look a certain way and wear certain clothes and talk a certain way you know like changing yourself with someone is not it's not self-love it absolutely is not and it's kind of a game and and there's books and things that actually make their whole premise on changing yourself to catch somebody which which is no don't do that if you want a lasting relationship that typically does not work do not recommend (laughs) Do not recommend. So self-love, how do we get to self-love? What is self-love? And so we kind of touched on this like briefly is there, you are not going to find unconditional world or <laughs> unconditional love in this physical world. It's you are only going to be able to find it through Jesus. Yes. And only Jesus. Yes. This world is very conditional. Yes. Everything has a condition. Everything. So, now what what how what does this self-love look like? I mean, does it look like a piece of chocolate cake? Yes. Yes. Yes! <laughs> yes it does. <laughs> cookies. Cookies. <laughs> we make lots of cookies in our house. We do. I think probably more cookies than anyone else. Is it that glass of wine? A glass of wine can be quite nice. It can uh-huh. feel like self-pampering. I okay. think so. I think okay. so. Okay. How about some shoes? Is that self-love? Ooh, I do mm-hmm. love myself a good pair of shoes. Some name brand shoes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That chocolate. The chocolate. The chocolate. We won't talk about the chocolate and where I hide some of it. Just oh, I think to... I know where you hide your Shh, chocolate. Don't. Please. Yeah, well, as long as it doesn't keep disappearing. Uh-huh. Is it disappearing? No. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I don't know where your chocolate is. Though. It is disappearing. Well, hmm. Okay, I have an extra secret stash. Is it that fancy vacation? That fancy vacation, which we so deserve, right? It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, we need to go down where it's warm. It's senior year. I've been 
working my butt off this year. I deserve to go on vacation. That is self-love. This winter has been really, really cold in Minnesota. Yeah. And we want, it's like end of March now, almost yeah. April. And it's still, if we woke up to 12 degrees. It's like, what is this crap? What is this? <laughs> uh, yeah. I love the weather, God. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> yes. No, we love the weather. We have sunshine. Okay. I'm flipping sunshine that. See how I'm flipping the positive. But it's been a little cold. So a nice, warm beach vacation feels like self-love to it me. It does feel like self-love. Yes, yes, yes. But, 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 but what? This is not necessarily self-love because. What? 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 Some of these things you're going to feel guilty about later or you're going to think that it's, <sighs> it's going to be self-sabotaging later. Now like, you're like the parent. Stop, okay, please. Well, <laughs> you know, you might think that you spent too much money. You feel guilty about that. Maybe you ate yes. too much and now you feel guilty about yes. that. Or maybe... You know, you, you didn't find as much happiness as you thought you were going to find out of something. And now you feel bad about that. There right. is such a catch on all of these things. And I'm really trying 20, not to drink alcohol either. Because alcohol really is a poison to your body, despite what they tried to say. Yeah. Oh, the commercials <laughs> are the worst. They make it look like it's you're oh, having fun. Yes, Ridiculous. yes, yes. And so... I guess the question we want to ask you, those things that we talked about, which, you know, are pretty darn fun and can feel like self-love. Yeah. But is that really self-love? Is that really taking care of your soul? Is that really taking care of your mind? And is that really taking care of your body? No. And a good way to second guess that is that things, kind of like what you said, was it the guilt piece? Did you mention guilt? That guilt piece, if you have a guilt piece coming in there, chances are it's not self-love. No. Or if it can be a self-sabotage. Yeah, like such as, later it turns into like a right, habit like or alcohol, something. Alcohol, yeah. a glass of wine, all of a sudden it's every day, then you're having two. That's I mean, anything that's like too obse- excessive right. can be self-sabotage. I mean, it can be sex. <gasps> sex. We can say that word. Um, that can be <laughs> self-sabotaging that or can a be. problem or an addiction. When it's taken it outside comes... of context of what God wanted it to be. Uh, yeah. Um, right. And so there's lots of different ways that our culture, though, will say is good. Like, that is self. Like, eating that extra blah, blah, blah. Or yes, doing this with this person. Or... You need a mound of chocolate hidden away for you because that's self-love. Chocolate is self-love. <laughs> okay. It's just automatically self-love. It's, it's automatically self-love. Good what are we talking things about? things in it, you know, that's good for the body. Yeah. But, no, actually, that's not really what... I think God is talking about when he says self-love. In fact, we went and pulled up a Bible verse to help us kind of determine what self-love is. You know we did. Yes, we did. Um, And it's 1 Corinthians 6.19. And it says, You surely know that your body is a temple where the Holy Spirit lives. Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit within us. That's crazy. The Spirit is in you, and it's a gift. From God. Gift. It's the most precious gift we could ever be given in this whole entire universe. You are no longer your own. We are God's. We belong to this Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so um, I have another verse from Galatians. So we have another verse from Galatians, and it says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep step with the Spirit. And God tells us exactly what the Spirit entails. 
Right. We have talked about this before. Yes. We, lo- we love to keep the themes going. Podcast. The Holy Spirit within us, within us, you know, our soul is comprised of this Holy Spirit as well. It's within there. So it's really important that we understand this and that we know how we support it. And one thing before we get into this fruits of the Spirit, I want to say, since we are here, since we are living and breathing and on this earth, God made us. He didn't have to make us. So that means we're important and our bodies that we were given are a gift. And if something is a gift and is important and God thinks we are important, we should take care of that, right? Right. It is the temple. We are the temple, just like it said. We are a holy temple. Can you understand? It's a holy temple of God. We house God within our body. And taking care of ourselves or (laughs) self-love. Self-love is taking care of ourselves. Right. Taking care of ourselves is that self-love and God wants us to love ourselves because we are then tending to the Holy Spirit. We're tending to what he gave us. Absolutely. And that's beautiful. So, right, the self-love is taking care of God's temple. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty big... Exactly. That's a pretty big responsibility we it have is. here. He gave us this body. We want to treat it with utmost respect. For sure. And for care. real, for real. For real, for real. And so, which leads us to... Fruits of the Spirit, because Galatians says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep step in the Spirit. So we're going to tell you how to step into the Spirit and that self-love. Yeah. And so some, well, the seven fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Woohoo! Now, did you get, and if you get that too, against such things, there is no law, that means... We can do those things unconditionally. We there, There's like no limit. Like how we yeah. talked about the self-love that society kind of says with the chocolate cake and the alcohol and vacation. There's there's kind of a limit. You're kind of going to hit a limit or you're going to run into a lot of consequences. Yeah. But if you unconditionally have joy and peace and patience, like you're not, just... not going to run into a wall. You're not going to have consequences. You're not going to... It's, lose something no it's only going to transform you even yeah. more this faithfulness for sure the gentleness it's like you can't have too much of these things yeah. if you're really acting out in love within spirit yes of these gifts and so and the biggest one there that i always like to point out is that she's obsessed with this one i am obsessed with this one is self-control that is yes. a spirit uh, or that is a fruit of the spirit yeah it is, yeah, and so self-control is key in anything in this world here, and it is really not promoted at all. No. And another thing, we talked about this, but if you think something is self-love, like, it's not going to compromise your self-control either. No, it's not. If, you, if you're losing control or you can't yeah. stop, that is probably a good indication that something you're that doing. That is not serving you and you're not serving self-love. Yeah, that is not taking the best care of yourself. No, There's something else. It's not. You can handle that situation probably better. Exactly. Maybe with a little more self-control. Yeah. And so if you're loving this and you're really digging into this with us, check back in two weeks. Yes. Because we are going to go through and help you to determine where you are on the spectrum of self-love. Because a lot of us are like, yeah, we love ourselves. Good. Check, check it off. Right. And when we when we first kind of dug into this self-love, I 
you know, right, it's kind of like I love myself, but the more that you really dig in and you look at these limiting beliefs, it's like, whoa, some... I got a lot of self-sabotaging behavior. Yeah, there's some thoughts coming up that aren't really, that come out of fear, really. Yeah. They're not coming out of love at all. No, and it's lies that the enemy, that Satan is telling you, because... Satan doesn't want you to love yourself. He oh, wants you no. to pick yourself apart. He wants mm-hmm. you to be so judgmental of yourself so then You'll you're be judgmental, judgmental of others. Yes. Like, yes. he wants to deceive you. He, The enemy comes to destroy. Yeah. Yes. The yes. enemy does come. The enemy to is destroy. there. All you do is have to look around in the world right now. Um, yeah. And it's dancing around everywhere and he wants to get control. But you don't have to let him. So Because every- you are armored with the Holy Spirit. Yes, and there's a, a spectrum of self-love, and you can always change and um, improve and transform, and we're continually transforming ourselves. Obviously, we're For not, sure. you know. We're not perfect. No, but not by far, and that self-love, it comes and it goes, but the more you keep practicing, the more you keep working, the more you're able to maintain that self-love yeah and make better decisions and then build stronger relationships because of it because you are loving your neighbor even more than you could ever imagine because you have the self-love inside of you right because you're loving yourself even more than you can imagine yeah and imagine imagine like john lennon john lennon and the beatles if you could just imagine a place where people had this self-love they had these fruits of the spirit within themselves and they poured upon themselves this love this joy this peace this patience this goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control yeah if they poured it on themselves just think how they would pour it on everyone else around them yeah and it says that there's no limit so there wouldn't be consequences to all of these like pouring all of these fruits on the others no and just just imagine what it would be like i think it'd be like a slice of heaven here i think it would be heaven there would no there wouldn't be a need to do bad things because you wouldn't want you wouldn't to be coming out of fear or insecurity. Right. So that is why we really want to work on that self-love so that we can follow God's, well, follow his first rule, number one. Love the Lord God with all your heart, heart. with all your mind, with all, all your, your strength. strength. Yep. With your whole soul, with everything that Just you are. With everything. So then you can love your neighbor, but... You can love yourself first, so you can pour that love on your neighbor like nothing else. Like nothing else. Like nothing else. I think we're going to... I think that kind of wraps up this podcast, but we really hope that you enjoyed this, and please join us next week to find out where you are on the self-love spectrum. Yes, and look us up on Faithfully Unapologetic on Instagram. Yes. Right? Because we have daily... um, daily coming out with reels, Instagram reels. Instagram reels to give you some daily inspiration, so check us out there. Yes. Yes. But, like always, I would love to close us out in prayer. Yes. So, please join me in prayer. Amen. Dear God, thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful March Minnesotan day. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you so much for bringing all of our listeners here today. We are so incredibly grateful. And I pray that each one of them knows that they're incredibly, vastly, unconditionally uh, loved by amen. you. Amen. I pray that you just cast out any insecurity, cast out the lies Mm -hmm. that they're being told, cast out any judgment that they feel for themselves or for others. God, bring in the self-love, bring in the self-assurance, bring in 
the assurance that you are in them and that you are loving them at all times. God, I pray that we are able to walk in the Spirit, walk in the, the seven fruits of the Spirit. God, you are so good, and we pray that you just permeate each mind, each heart today, that you just give them confidence to love themselves so they may go out and love and bless other people. Amen. God, we love you, and we praise you forever and more in your holy and precious and beautiful name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Hallelujah. Feel that self-love coming and pouring down. Yes. So we can reign upon others in yes. joy and peace. For sure. So with that, we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. And faith and love, Kelly. And Jaina. Bye. Bye.